0: Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crosset, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrosset.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. As I was praying this week. um, I was praying over our vision, the vision of Freedom Ministries. Um, We see the vision of Freedom Ministries (coughs) in action today. And that is that it's a place where somebody can come and get free. And that when I have gotten free, I can go set somebody else free. Amen. It is the vision that Sister Anita just said, where we go from defense to offense, where I am free. And now I'm coming after I'm coming after the devil. I'm coming after people in bondage. I'm coming after that. Amen? Amen. And so I just want to give our apostle honor for carrying that vision forward. And as I was praying, I began to to say to say that word carriers of the vision. That's what was just kept coming up at me carriers. Excuse me. That God is making us carriers of the vision. And I said, God, what is that? Okay, I I see that I have an idea in my head. What is that about carriers of the vision? What does carriers of this vision mean? What does that actually mean? (coughs) What does it mean to carry the vision? And that means that I support and hold up and do whatever it takes for my part to make sure that this vision goes forward so that when someone comes to this altar, and they don't need a religious prayer, they need God. Wow. Yes. That there is power at this altar to meet any need that comes up here. And that is the responsibility of every person at Freedom Ministries who says, I'm a part Of this vision. And so if we say I'm a part of the vision. Then I take on myself. The responsibility to carry my part of the vision. Amen. That when people need to be free. I am ready. Now all of us have different parts. Some people. And it's an important part. Because the way things look matter. And so some people clean the church. We have a list of people and they're on the list to clean the church. That part is so important because when people come in and they see an ugly church and they go to the bathroom and it smells bad, that hinders, that's what they begin to think about. Instead of the glory of God. And so all of us have a part to carry forward the vision. And when i I'm getting ahead of myself. <clears throat> the vision is twofold. First, we receive the fruit of the vision, deliverance and victory in every area of our lives. And then the second part of the vision is that I lay my life down to carry that vision forward to my families, my friends, my community, to lay down our lives to have God continue this work in us we can love the vision but not be a carrier of the vision i can love everything about shanda la sunday i can love everything about this vision i can i can enjoy it i can be i can't wait to get up there and see what god's going to do but not be a carrier of the vision and so we're going to get a revelation today on how we can carry this vision and the blessings that come upon us as we become carriers of that vision. In Exodus chapter 25, God had just set Israel free. <coughs> he had just met with them in a very real way on, uh, at the mountain. Um, he had given them. He had spoken directly to them with thunder and lightning, and given them the law. They said that was that was too scary. We'd rather have somebody else do it for us. Um, they had sacrificed to God to make themselves clean before Him because He was holy. They had had the glory of God descend then in fire and in smoke, and the, I mean the physically tangible, visible presence of the glory of God had descended in their midst it was fantastic it was fantastic and do you know the very next words that God spoke I'm talking about God wasted no time he said Moses take up an offering (laughs) and so I see whenever somebody gets up and starts talking about money we pull back a little bit we because we don't like people to mess with our money Here's what he said. He said, The Lord spoke unto Moses, Exodus 25, 1, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. Of every man that gives willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you're going to take of them. God was specific. They can bring gold and silver, brass, blue and purple, and scarlet, and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin, dyed red, badger skins, Shatim wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So that last part is also key, and that is, God said, let them make me a sanctuary. God said, everyone in Israel, this glory that just descended. Every one of you is responsible for supporting it and for carrying it. Everyone. If you want a <laughs> temple, if you want me to come dwell here, yeah. then make me one. Make me one. The people. He didn't ask for cheap things either. He was asking when you, those stones that were on the ephod that he wanted, those were priceless, pricey. Emeralds and. You know, all the expensive jewels. We think about stones like rocks. These were jewels. (laughs) They were pricey. Gold and silver. All the finest linens, because they had taken all the... Because, see, God had blessed them when they came out of bondage with all the spoils. And we think, because we get really excited about that part, right? Like, oh, we're going to take all the spoils. Hallelujah. But the purpose was, so they could get into the wilderness... And they had all the best things that the world had to offer. And they could give it to God and build. Build a place where His glory would dwell. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when they did it, God created a covenant with them. Now in the Bible, in Bible times... When God made, when people made a covenant with one another, a lot of times it was a blood covenant. And that meant that if you need me, if somebody attacks you, I'm coming to your defense. It doesn't matter if it's convenient for me, it doesn't matter if I just fought my own battle. I'm coming to help you if I die in the process, because if they didn't, they killed them. When you have a covenant, That was the strongest, because when God made covenant with us, it was the strongest bond that could be formed. God will come to our defense. He said, if you want to keep my covenant, here are the things I expect you to do. First thing was he expected them to give. But if you do, I'm going to keep my covenant with you that I'll be an enemy to your enemies, that you will never backslide, that you will always serve God, that your children are going to serve God, that you're going to be blessed going in and blessed going out, blessed in the field, blessed in the city. You are going to be blessed in every area when you enter into covenant with me. Hallelujah, Jesus. God. That's the reason. Okay, so we have to understand the purpose of offering. God's glory had descended he had enacted a covenant covenant is like a contract in America. We have to have a legally binding contract. You have to have two things. You have to have an agreement, have to be in agreement and I have to exchange consideration. I have to exchange something of value. It's why if you go into contract to buy a house, you don't just put in an offer on a house. You put in an offer with earnest money or your contract isn't legally binding. If, If you put an offer on a house and it's all in writing, but you didn't give me money, I can sell that house to somebody else who comes along with a better offer. I don't have a contract with you. But if you pay earnest money and we enter into contract, I can't legally, somebody come along and offer me $50,000 more for my house. I cannot sell it to them. Legally. I am required to complete what I have legally bonded myself to do. God, when we exchange something of value, and that's the reason why he he made this covenant, he said, this is all the things I'm going to do for you. The glory of, oh my God, the glory of God descended. And the very first thing he did was take up an offering because he could activate the contract that way. He could activate the covenant with his people that way was, oh my God, Moses, the glory of God is here. The people are all ready. They want to be in covenant with me. Tell them, give. Tell them to give me something of value. Anybody can go find something. Go give. tell them to give me something of value. And then I'm going to be in a legally binding covenant that when things go wrong, when they wanted to leave God, God wouldn't quit on them. Hey, he might have sent them into bondage for a little while, but he always brought them back because God would never quit. That's the reason why. The, the New Testament, in many translations, is called the New Covenant because God made a new covenant with us through Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And now I don't. Hallelujah. Now one of the things he wants from me is greater than taking up a little offering, although we, we still have that covenant. Now he wants me to give my life. Jesus gave his life. He wants me to give my life. Not just my money. But my life, hallelujah, wow. it has to be ratified with something. And I want to give honor to Pastor Cindy because she was at prayer the other day, and and I was talking through some of this that I was seeing about carrying the vision. And she said these words that just stuck in me. And she said, if I carry the vision, though, if I do the work of carrying it, then I get to eat out of the vision. <laughs> I get the I get all that comes with all the good that comes with the vision. Is it financial blessing? That's in the vision. Is it healing? That is in this vision. Is it Material? Is it your family saved? Is it set free and delivered and no more bondage to sin? All of that's in the vision. And so when I become a carrier, a supporter, someone who puts the vision on my shoulders and I do whatever the vision requires of me to get it from point A to point B, to get somebody else set free and to be the one who goes forward and pushes this vision forward in my own realm. We all have a different sphere of influence in a different realm, and I push the vision forward in that. Then I get to eat out of that vision. Hallelujah. My God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give you all some good scriptures. (laughs) In 1 Timothy 5.18, it says, For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So if I'm... (coughs) If I am working the vision like that ox, he got to eat the grain as he was treading it out. As he was doing the work, he could get himself fat just eating, just eating, just eating and eating and eating. Get himself fat and work at the same time. Hallelujah. So we say I love the vision, I love God. But if I don't do it, the vision won't work for me. I heard Jesse DePlante say one thing that's always stuck in me. He said, God said my word will not return unto me void. We always say, God's word won't return void, but no, it won't return unto him void. It could very easily return unto you void, though. And so, (laughs) if something... The promises of God aren't activated in my life. If they're not activated, if they're not working, if it doesn't, if, it, if the word of God is returning unto me void, I have to look and see, am I really in covenant with God? Am I supporting and pushing forward the vision that God has put me under? Am I the one who is? Or am I just coming in and I'm saying, I just want all of the blessing of the vision, but I don't want to support and carry the vision. There is a place for people who come in and out and they come and they can get touched by God. They can send it out because that is part of this vision. But for those who say, I love this vision. I'm never leaving this vision. God, I love this place that you put in me. Thank you, Jesus, for this place. The vision will quit working for us if I quit working for the vision. If I don't do the carrying of it, and here's the reason why. In Luke 12, I'm starting with verse 42, it says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes, doing the work that his master gave him when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has, But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying in his coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and just to eat and drink and be drunk, just enjoy all that the master left him. Hallelujah. That master of that servant will come. On a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, and he will cut him in two, and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will, and did not prepare himself, or do according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. And then he gave the grace. This is is the reason why... Okay, I'm just going to read it, and you can see it. But he who did not know, yet committed the things deserving of stripes... will will only be beaten with a few. For everyone who much is given from him, much will be required. And to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask more. That's why there's so much grace. We can't say who goes to heaven or who goes to hell, because he said if they didn't know, they're not under the same requirement as those of us who were raised in church our whole life, and all we know is what we're supposed to do and not do. There's a different requirement upon us. But he said that from whom much has been given, much is being required. And so for those of us who say, oh, God, I want all of it. Give me all of it. And we come up to the altar. I just want to drink, drink, drink. And I love God. I want him in my finances. I want him in my, I just like to put on the praise and worship music and get happy and dance around. But I don't do the work of supporting the vision. I don't give and support the vision. We are that unjust steward because much is being required from us in those times. Because what happens to the vision? If everyone decides, I just want to get all the good of the vision, but I'm not going to support the vision. There's no vision left here. If we all said, I'm just going to come and go. Ooh, the glory here is so good. I'm going to get it. I always know it's going to be there. I ain't got to do nothing for it. I'm just going to come up. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get my blessing. I'm going to go home. I'm going to come back next week. And I'm going get to get blasted with some more. There is, there is a time for that in our life. But there's a time when God, when we have received much, God requires much. And, he, and the requirement is, do you love the vision enough that you want to be a part of it? Then we do The work of carrying the vision. The vision requires money. The vision requires people who will say, You know what? I will lay down my life and teach a Sunday school class. People who say, I will. Y'all know that our ushers, they get here like 30, 45, is it an hour? How long do y'all? Early, early on Sunday mornings. Y'all are still in bed, some of you. And our ushers, who nobody thanks. They're here. They're making sure that you have envelopes to put your offering in. They're making sure that everything's still clean from whoever cleaned it over the week. They're making sure that everything is set and in order and all of the, the prayer cloths are up here and in place so that when you get the, catch the Holy Ghost and fall out, you can be decent and in order. They're all. They're here. They get prayed for last. Sometimes they don't get prayed for at all because they're taking care of you. And so for, can we just thank our ushers? So the ushers are doing the work of carrying the vision, so we can come in and experience the glory, the glow. Oh my God, the glory of the vision! If we didn't have ushers, you come into a mess. You come into there wouldn't be. You want to give? There ain't no off, offering envelope to write your name on. You just throw it in there and. Hope that the IRS doesn't come and audit you when you try to write it off on your taxes? Ushers. Because they carry it. Do you know we have people, we have people who have signed up for time slots to pray for an hour to three hours to some people have six hours or more in a day where they're coming and they're just laying on these altars and praying over this ministry and over this vision. They're carrying, the. they're literally carrying the vision on their shoulders we don't we probably should drag them up here and just celebrate them and thank them and all hug on them and love on them but it doesn't happen very often but the vision would not we would not have the breakthrough you know what we'd have if the prayer didn't go forward we we just have a battle everybody mad at each other and coming into strife and a mess we, we And so every one of us who loves the vision, we have a part to play to carry that vision. God puts on some of us to finance the vision. All of us, God wants us to give, but some of us, God has called to be financers. You know what I mean. I'm not talking about I just give my tithes and that's it. I'm talking about people who say this vision will change the world. I want to be a part of changing the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus. I want to I want to show y'all some scriptures that's going to prove what I'm saying. And then I'm going to, and then we're fixing to unlock this revelation that I have over how you how all these ble, all the blessings that's going to come on you. All right. John chapter 13, verse 34. Because we want to we'll say I love. I love the vision. I love it. And I just love people, and it's all wonderful. And that's enough. But here is love. John chapter 13, verse 40, 34. Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Mark twelve twenty nine. Jesus said, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. No greater commandment is than, than there is than these. So our, our commandments from God are to love. Love the place God put us. Love the people enough that we want to do something with them. Love. What does that mean? He, he begins to unwrap it for us. John 15, 13. Greater love has no man than this, but that he would lay down his life for another. Hallelujah. If I love, I am laying down my life. If I love the vision, I lay down my life for the vision. If I love my family and friends, I lay my life down in prayer. With this vision, because this vision's gonna set them free, I lay my life down for it. I don't even care what I get out of it because I lay my life down to the point that I'm just dead to that. Amen. Matthew 10, 39, it says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life lays his life down for my sake. We'll find it. So if we love God, if we love the vision, we see that we, the requirement that is placed on us, lay my life down. Lay my life down. And that is, that if God says, give $100, I give $100. If God says, pray all day, I pray all day. If God says, go witness to this person, I go witness to this person. I lay my life down. How many of us in this building have received some blessing, a healing, a miracle, something from the vision of freedom? And I will raise my hand like all of my hands, all of my fingers and toes and everything to account for the, um, the amount of miracle breakthroughs that I've gotten in my life. If we love that, we support it. If we love people, then we take it to them. And we support the vision in doing so. The very next scripture, after he said, if you love me, if you want to, if you even want your life, you want to have a life. A lot of times we fight with God over, I want to, I want to make sure I keep some of my life. But the promise of God, and I I know I'm saying this like it's, But the reality is we really struggle sometimes with how much does God want from me, God? How much more do you want from me? Some of us really, how much more can I take? How much more? And he says, if you want your life, give it. Just lay it down. It doesn't make any sense, and you're going to feel like you're losing your whole self-identity and everything that you want in the process but when we do it, what is the promise? If you lay down your life for my sake, you gain it. The very next thought, he says that he who receives you, receives me, and he who receives me, receives him who sent me. Now this, there's so much packed into that. If you receive the word, the prayer, whatever's coming forth out of this ministry, in this pulpit, this platform, apostle, the worship team, whatever. You receive God. Because if you receive something from me, you receive him who sent me. Amen. We receive God. We receive the God that gave us the word. And then he says, all in the same thought. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Y'all about to get excited though. I know you're listening. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man receives the righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, surely I say to you, he shall no means, by no means lose his reward. So, I love the vision. And I receive from the vision. If I give to the vision... That I receive from if I give to Apostle because I receive from her. If I give to somebody who prayed for me and got a breakthrough from me because and I receive something from them, I receive the reward of the vision. Okay? What does Apostle have that I would like to have operate in my own life? Breakthrough, children saved finances, prophetic word. What What are the things of God that are operating in her life? What reward has she received? If I support the vision that she puts forward that I have myself received from and I carry it, God says I might as well have done all that she had done when it comes time to impart the reward because whatever I support in the Spirit. Whatever I give to in the Spirit. Whatever I lay my life down for in the Spirit. I receive the reward. The same reward. I will receive the reward of the, of the whatever I'm given towards. What reward is there in this vision? This vision is freedom. This vision is financial freedom. This vision is abundance. This vision is 100% victory. One 100% of the time, how many of us could use some 100% victory when I do my part and I pick up the vision and I put it on my shoulder and I carry it? Whatever I do in the name of God moves in our apostle, I receive the same reward of the vision that I give into. I receive the same reward of the covering that I give into. And it doesn't matter if I give 50 cents and I clean the toilets in this church, and it doesn't matter if I lay on my face for six hours and I teach all the classes. We all get the same reward. That's the reward of the vision. So if the reward of the vision isn't operated in our life, am I given to the vision? Am I supporting the vision? Have I laid my life all the way down for the vision? If I hold back, then I stop the reward from coming. If I hold back, I don't get the reward. I did maybe did some of the work, but I don't get the reward. But if I lay my life down, If I lay my life down, Jesus, if I lay my life down, I get the reward. All of it. 100% of the reward. Not a piece. Okay, it's a revelation. We're going to get it though. It doesn't matter if you're a 50 cent giver, or you were a $5,000 giver. It matters did you obey the Holy Spirit in your giving. Okay? And if you lay your life down to obey the Holy Spirit, and you do what he says, you receive the same reward as the person who gave 5,000 or the person who gave 5 million. You receive the reward of the vision that you are given into. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That makes me so excited. Oh, my God. My God. And it's not even money. It's not even about money. It's about every area. It's about joy, not depressed. It's about no bondage. It's about I'm set free from sin so I can go on and serve God and not struggle with the same stuff over and over. It's about 100% victory over everything. It's about my family being saved. Because if I look at the leaders in the vision then they all, and I see Elder Barbara's family saved, Apostle Angie's family saved, Elder Robert's family saved, Brother Timmy's family saved. If I look at all of these and I'm like, oh, that's how the vision works. They got some of the vision. I can get some vision on me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Okay. I just have one more scripture. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Psalms 34, 8. And I know we've all heard this scripture before, but I want to I I really, I unpack it in this revelation. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is the man who trusts and takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Revere and worship him, for there is no want To those who truly revere and worship him with godly fear. So here's our commandment. First is, come taste. Get you a little taste. And see, is this something that I want all the time operated in my life? Now, some of us want to camp out at the taste. And that's when the vision quits working for us. I can, we can get a little bit because I'm in the taste phase. But at some point, we move from taste and see. He says, go ahead and taste and see. But then become the one who trusts and takes refuge, who reverently gives their life to worship God. Hallelujah. My God today, I can taste him. You know, it's like when you go to the Sam's Club and they got the little the little tasters out there, and you can see, do I like it? I do like it. I'm going to go buy the whole bag now. Some of us, we've been tasting too long, and it's time to buy in to the whole bag. It's time to go ahead and bite the bullet. Give. Say, I want it. I want the whole bag. I want whatever it takes to get this whole bag. What do you need? Do you need somebody who will vacuum? Do you need somebody to teach a Sunday school class? Do you need somebody to change baby's diapers in the nursery? Because we do need all of those things. We need all the pieces. We need all the pieces of our body. Hallelujah. We need everyone who is here who says, I'm a partaker of this vision. I love this vision. I want to be a part of this vision. And and so it doesn't matter if you say, but I'm still struggling. No, 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 no. no. That part. No, that's not the issue. The issue is because the vision sets you free. There's freedom in the vision. So I. Give into to the vision. I lay my life down in the vision. And I get free along the way. But I am setting myself free as I'm setting somebody else free. And I'm doing the work. I'm supporting the vision. I'm carrying the vision today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Everyone is called to support the ministry that you eat out of. Everyone is. If it's not this ministry, then it's another ministry that God's called you to support that you eat from. and But you gain the whole blessing, the whole reward of the vision that you support and that you carry. You gain the blessing of God when we support this vision. Hallelujah, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossing.com.